Welcome to It's Just My Thoughts, the podcast. Welcome everybody to episode two of It's Just My Thoughts, the podcast. I'm so grateful and thankful for all the feedback that I received last week uh, with my first episode. Uh, It's definitely a journey and I'm very thankful for everyone uh, tuning in and continuing this with me. Um, So I'm going to, I feel like a lot of stuff has happened this week. Um, I feel like, I think next week will be the week that I discuss some TV because I have a lot of shit to say about that. My two top shows right now is Queen Sugar and The Handmaid's Tale. And I literally have been in here screaming at the TV and losing it. And I'm really excited to actually spend some in-depth time actually talking about uh, some of the shows that I'm really into. But I'm going to move into uh, Black Excellence that I want to share this week. Uh, I actually just... And I'm so I'm late to this. I'm late to this person. I just was introduced to who Janet Mock was, even though I am a big uh, Pose fan. I love that show. I think it's beautiful how it's so many uh, transgenders on a show and black transgenders and just having a space that they can actually celebrate that. Uh, it's never before been seen. Um, and so I think it's amazing. I think it's phenomenal. Um I tune in every week and a and if you don't know what that is, um Pose is on uh Netflix now in the first season. So you could actually get caught up and you can jump into season two that just started on TV. But my black excellence goes out to Janet Mock. She is a transgender activist and best selling author and she's actually the director of Pose on FX. Um so something amazing about her, uh if you didn't know, Variety shared uh, the exclusive report that Netflix has signed a three-year, multi-million-dollar deal with Janet Mock. Uh, this deal is a historic one, with Mock being the first Black transgender woman to sign an overall deal with a major studio. Um, with exclusive rights to her TV series and first-look options for film projects, Netflix and Mock plan to share the stories of underrepresented individuals. Um, so that's pretty amazing. I'm actually really excited to see what they come up with and uh, what else she has in store for us. I actually went and read her bio and she's actually really dope, really educated. I wish that I've been paying attention um, longer and I, I haven't. So um, now that I'm on that train, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's really nice to see, very proud, love the diversity. And I'm actually glad that now people are catching up to where you know, they're actually uh, celebrating and embracing diversity, you know. So that's uh, my black excellence um, for her. And also I wanted to spotlight as well, Brittany Howard. Brittany Howard is the lead singer to Alabama Shakes. Um, I absolutely love her. I actually went to see her, I think two years ago with Alabama Shakes uh, in concert here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it was the most probably, and I've been to a lot of concerts, probably was the most phenomenal concert I have seen. Her voice is absolutely amazing. And then also just her uh, guitar work and and her instrumentation is so good. Well, she actually just announced that she's coming out with her um, solo CD named Jamie. And uh, not sure when the CD is coming out. They actually have a few tracks you can get right now on Apple Music, but I am very excited about uh, that song coming out as well as her first uh, solo CD. So I'm really, I'm really, really, really excited about that. Um, I want to spend some time also just to highlight, uh, since um, 
the Pride Month is coming to an end. Uh, the Stonewall Riots, they actually just celebrated the 50th year anniversary. And so I wanted to spend some time, uh, you know, speaking on it. I wish that when, um, you know, I was young that we actually were able to, we're actually were taught, you know, about the Stonewall Riots. I actually didn't learn about the Stonewall Riots until I was in probably in the middle of my 20s. Um, and I actually learned it, no, maybe at the beginning of my twenties, I learned it in a college course. Uh, and that was actually my first time ever learning about, um, the riots that transpired. So I'm going to actually, uh, give a brief, um, introduction to it. So I'm going to actually read, um, what it's about and, uh, what the movement was. And it kind of also explains where, you know, you see the gay pride parades, um, and that uh, celebration. So I'm going to actually read some for you just to give you a synopsis of it. The Stonewall Riots, also called Stonewall Uprising, a series of violent confrontations that began in the early hours of June 28, 1969, between police and gay rights activists outside the Stonewall Inn, a gay bar in the Greenwich Village section of New York City. Okay, so during uh, 1969, that was a time period where you couldn't be openly gay. So what people would do during that time, they would find um, businesses that gave them basically a safe space. And so the Stonewall Inn was a safe space for um, gay men, lesbians, transgender, and they would go and have a place where they could socialize or, you know, go on dates or just be. Um, so during uh, the early mornings of on, on June 28th, the police came in and they arrested, um, they started arresting the employees for selling alcohol without a license. And they started like roughing up some of the people that was inside. Um, if you were not wearing at least three articles of gender appropriate clothing, they began taking people into custody. Uh, usually when stuff like this will happen, a volatile, because it's not the first time something volatile has happened, you know, people would just kind of disperse or they'll just go because it might've been somebody that didn't want it to be known that they were gay or they would be afraid. And so these scare tactics had happened uh, plenty of times, but in this one, um, people started to accumulate outside the bar and began to riot against the police. And so that lasted for days where they were basically fighting against, um, the police and the police ended up, um, breaching the bar, beating up people, and also setting the bar on fire. And, um, and this went on, you know, like I stated for days until, you know, um, it kind of just dispersed, but it shows the, you know, discrimination, um, that, that was there, but also I think it sparked a movement to where people began to be more, um, more proud, more loud. And even though it was still small, cause I mean, even I grew up in the, I grew up, I was born in the eighties, but you know, I grew up, you know, my childhood was in the nineties and you never talked about anybody being gay. I never saw a gay person. I remember when, um, you know, Ellen, I used to watch Ellen on TV and then after she had the episodes where she came out, you know, they canceled the show. And so that was the only thing I've ever seen, um, as far as anybody being gay ever in my life, um, until, basically I went to college and, and became, you know, had more diverse settings around other people. Um, I never even knew anything about it to be completely honest. And so, um, there was no representation and there and nothing like how in this day and age, I feel like kids, you know, kind of can come into their sexuality or their choices 
maybe a little easier than someone else because they actually, um, you know, have, you know, they actually can see different things or not be afraid to feel what they feel or embrace what they feel. Um, you know, whether you agree or don't agree or whatever, but, uh, I feel like nowadays is more of a safer place, but, but it's still work to be done because it's not, it's not fully safe. Um, I actually, um, re- I read all the time, but I was reading about how I think it's been, um, in present day, I think it's been the four, I think the other day was like the 14th or 15th, um, transgender, black transgender death, uh, that was, um, in, that they know of in the United States and, and that's just black. And so I'm sure that if I actually research this, the number of transgenders in totality is probably even more. And I just, I just think that it's just the saddest thing I've, every time I see a death, I just, I, I think it's the saddest thing because I just, I'm never going to understand why people hate each other due to sexual preference or the color of their skin. I, I'm, I'm never going to understand it. It's, it's actually really baffling to me, but it's, it's just sad. But I mean, this, I guess this is what, uh, you know, kind of how it's been, but I, I just hate that it's like that. So I wanted to, you know, uh, salute, um, the Stonewall in for the 50th anniversary of that. Also just a, a fun fact, which I didn't really actually realize this, um, Barack Obama, I think in um, 2016 actually, um, made it a national monument. Um, and it's, and it's a neat little, um, display set out, set up. And, uh, I, I I thought that was really nice, but, um, I was just looking at the, you know, some of the celebration that's been going on. So I definitely wanted to, you know, add that today because I think that's a part of history, um, that's never talked about. And I think that's really sad. Um, it should be, it it should be. And I think it's something that should be taught as well, just to show, um, you know, basically another, another instance of discrimination in the United States and it's very prevalent It's still there. And doesn't matter what kind of discrimination it is, whether it's sexual or, you know, racial, um, you know, we should always talk about it because it's history repeats itself. So it's good to know your, your past, um, that way we can try to correct some things in the future. Um, but moving forward. So the other day, uh, Ari Lennox, um, who I love, uh, I, I think Shea Butter Baby is absolutely dope. Um, it's actually my favorite CD right now. Uh, it's the CD that I've been playing the most out of all my other ones, but I'm a huge, uh, R&B fan. I love when an artist come out and they're just dope and, you know, actually can sing, um, not trying to sell records based on their body. And, you know, Ari Lennox is, is truly, truly talented. So I was heartbroken when I went on, um, when I went on Twitter and I'm just looking around and she tweeted that, you know, it's discouraging for her that her single BMO is not being played on the radios as it should. And just that, you know, sometimes she feel like she want to give up. That's me paraphrasing the, the tweaks. I don't have it pulled up, but, um, a couple of years ago, Jasmine Sullivan actually tweeted the same thing. It's kind of similar. And she actually did, you know, quit for a little while. And, you know, what's sad to me, because I am a huge, huge, huge music lover. Um, I hope one day if I ever have kids that uh, that is a bonding thing with me and my child, because, you know, that was a bonding moment with my, me and my parents. They actually introduced me to the love of music and 
you know, how sitting and listening and feeling music, how music make you feel. And, you know, I hate when I see young artists that are truly, truly gems and amazing, not getting more credit and shine, but yet you look at the music industry and it's so tragic, you know, people don't realize that like, we're like, oh yeah, we love trap, whatever. And I can respect all types of music. Um, but I hate that the people that are actually true artists and actually can really sing don't get as much shine as they should. But yet you have other artists who really probably can't sing, you know, and they're just kind of just marketed, you know, a certain way, or, you know, they're selling sex, you know, that person might get pushed a little further ahead than somebody else that's a true artist. And unfortunately, R&B is such a, it's, it's such a, I don't know the word to use for it, but it's, it's very foreign. Like true R&B is not really here anymore. You don't really see any groups anymore. And then you don't really see true, true, true R&B anymore um, because it's all changed and it's all, you know, it's kind of, I think I call it new age R&B. You know, I'm more of a uh, Jill Scott, Erica Badu, you know, type of girl, but um, I used to love Kelly Price. I still do. So I was excited when I saw her on Sunday's Best. But I, I, I love a pure voice. My favorite singer of all times is Whitney Houston. I, when I was young, I lived for a Whitney Houston moment. Um, I, I mean, I, I still love her regardless of her struggles. I think sometimes we're too quick to judge our artists, you know, but um, her, if I just wanted to just judge Whitney Houston or her voice, she, she had probably, to me, the most phenomenal voice ever. I think she's one of the uh, the greatest singers ever uh, in, Mika, in Mika's world. But we have so many amazing, you know, artists, even though they're amazing to me and they get shined to me, like Lettucey and, and NDRE. And, you know, I still listen to those CDs. I love Fantasia as well. Um, and I wish that we could bring back, you know, where true artists who can truly sing get more of the shine that they deserve instead of some of the kind of smut music that we have now. I mean, I'm not even going to get started about rap music, but um, music for me is a mood changer. You know, I can remember what CD I was listening to when I had a breakup. I can remember um, what CD I was listening to when I was sad. I can remember what CD I could put in, put on to make me happy. Um, so those things are memories that's connected to songs that you always remember. And I don't, I just always wonder in this day and age with the kids growing up, do they feel the same way about music as how we did, you know, in my generation when we were young, because I can still listen to a CD from when I was young and remember how I felt when I heard that. But when you hear music nowadays and it's so highly sexualized, or it's demeaning on so many levels in certain, um, on certain subjects. I just wonder, what do you feel? What do they feel when they hear it? Because I don't feel, I don't personally, some songs, I don't feel anything, you know, I'm just like, what is this? And I, you know, I'm usually quick to change the channel or whatever. And what's, what's weird is that I don't even listen to the radio. You know, when I get in my car, I usually listen to a podcast and I'll listen to a podcast all day. Um, you know, in my car, I don't, or, or I plug in my Apple music. I don't really listen to anything on the radio because I think majority of stuff on the radio is trash. Um, but when I actually do find an artist that I really, really like, you know, I rock with them. So it was really sad to see her, um, say that 
and kind of be a little defeated because if you haven't listened to her CD, Shea Butter Baby is absolutely amazing. And, you know, I, I wish her, you know, all the best, but I hope that she keep fighting, keep going and keep trying to get her message out. And, you know, even though this is her career and I know it's important for people to, to listen to you and, you know, invest in your music, but I, I definitely hope that she doesn't give up because I, I think she's phenomenal. And honestly, everybody I talk to about the CD absolutely loves the CD. So if you haven't heard it, uh, stream it, listen to it, download it. Um, it's Ari Lennox, but she is the new up and coming artist. And I, I think she's absolutely phenomenal. So I want to transition now to my thought of the week. Uh, when I was thinking about uh, what I wanted to kind of discuss this week, um, I actually had dinner with one of my um, close friends this week and she was telling me, and we were sitting at the table and we were talking about how, you know, I wish people would just embrace more of their inner nerd um, because there's something about you that's quirky in some kind of way. So, um, you know, for me, I spend a, a lot of money on video games and books. Um, I walk to my own beat. Uh, I don't really need valid. I don't need validation from anyone. I want people to think I'm a good person. Um, but I definitely don't want people to be defined by what name brands I have on. Um, I can honestly care less about any of that stuff. I do like shiny, nice stuff like everybody else, but I could honestly care less, um, about half of that stuff. I mean, I couldn't even tell you anything that's, I, I don't even know what fresh is. I just go with what I like in my style and that's, that's what I like. But for, you know, to be honest, I feel like my brain is, is, is so fucking dope. And I look to expand that daily. And so for me, what gets me off is learning something new or finding a good book that I can curl up with. Um, when you get caught up, you know, trying to run with the Joneses and make people uh, think you're cool. Um, and I'm saying cool in quotes because I've often wondered, well, what is cool? You know, what is it that you're trying, you're chasing after, you know, validation from people that don't really matter. And I've always been that way um, my whole life. And thank God that I have been because I've been, I feel like I've probably had a happier life than most people, you know, because you don't really care about what people think about you. You know, when I, when I, you know, joined a sorority, um, I didn't join a sorority because I felt like, oh, you know, uh, I want to fit in, you know, I honestly was always just kind of behind the scenes. And so I never really was a person that was just crazy and flying out there and going to every party and all that. I never, I didn't really care. You know, I was, I'm always, I'm my happiest when I'm doing things that I love. So whatever I'm doing, um, it's more than likely, you know, something that I enjoy. So that led me to, um, so after I had that conversation that led me to thinking about that and I kind of was left with that for the week. And then also, um, sometimes I'll go and do a daily affirmation, um, for myself. And so I was doing a daily affirmation and my affirmation was on, um, you know, self-love and self-care. And, you know, I kind of addressed a lot of this last week, so I'm not going to go too far into it, but, um, I came across this article that I actually did want to talk about. And the name of the article was how to fall in love with yourself. I th it's funny because, uh, this resonated so much with me with my thought of the week. And it's why I wanted to talk about it today because, you know, um, I'm always like, you need to embrace your internet and embrace yourself, you know, what, and what you like and what you have going on. And, 
you know, I think it's actually, it's, it's easy for me to say that, but I think it's hard for some people to actually do that. Um, because they don't, they might not know themselves. So I wanted to kind of go over this article and they gave, I think it's 10 points here and it's how to fall in love with yourself. So the first point that they gave was make a list of your accomplishments. And it basically said that, you know, um, create a list of all things that you've already accomplished. So if you need it, so for times that you need a reminder or you need something to show you just how valuable you are or something to take pride in, you can look back on the things that you've already done. Um, I've actually never thought to do that, to be completely honest. But sometimes I have had have had to remind myself, Mika, you're doing great. You know, because sometimes we can't get caught up in and I've done it and I have done that. I've done it where I've been like, gosh, you know, I'm 34. You know, my friend over here is 34. They own a home. They're doing this. And, you know, I want to I want to be doing that, too. And you can't, you know, somebody told me, I think it was like five, six years ago. They were like, Mika, you can't base your journey on somebody else's journey and try to compare because you don't know what they did to get there as well as, you know, what it's going to take for you to get to where you want to be. And so how can you base where you want to be on what somebody else already have? You have to follow your own plan and your own journey. And that's something that I kind of stick by where I'm, I, I don't compare myself to other people, but I have been, you know, I have done that um, in the past by comparing myself to my peers as far as like where I should be, you know. I think it's important to surround yourself around people that um, have things going on. I think that helps push you. It can help motivate you, but you shouldn't compare yourself or think less of yourself because you don't have this and this person is around the same age as you and they have all of this. So you now you're thinking less of your accomplishments. So I thought that was a good point. The second point was, it says, talk to yourself how you talk to people you care about. So they basically were saying that, um, with your inner voice, you should use the same tone of voice that you will use with someone that you love. So when you're speaking to yourself, and I think we've seen this um, somewhere, somebody has probably seen this where I have, I, I work with someone and they would literally tell themselves, you're so stupid, you know, or, or, or insult themselves. And I used to be like, you know, why do you always tell yourself how stupid you are or how silly you are? You know, like you shouldn't put that in the atmosphere, but I never thought about talking to yourself, how you talk to people you care about. I thought that was actually, um, that was actually really cool when I read that. The third point was see yourself through the eyes of someone who loves you. I'm going to actually read this whole point. It says, think of someone who loves you. This can be your spouse, your child, your best friend or admirer. Picture that person standing there looking at you. What do they see? How would they describe you? How would they say they appreciate you? What would what would they say? What would they say makes you a great friend, romantic partner, parent and so on? Why do they love you? This exercise will allow you to focus on your good points instead of dismissing them or taking them for granted. It will also help you realize how much there is in you to love. And that, and that once again, goes back to, um, the self-love, the, the affirmations, 
and the upliftment that you need to give to yourself first and not have the expectation that everybody in the world is going to sit and uplift you. So I I thought that point was really nice. Um, that's why I wanted to read it all to you. But I like like I said, I think this this article is just amazing. So the first the fourth point is if there's something you don't like about yourself, change it. Do you know how hard that is for people to actually take the time to say, I don't like this about myself. I need to change it. The number one thing that I probably do not like about myself, if I was to say anything, that it is a everyday in progress work. I hate that sometimes I can be short of patience um, to where, you know, I can have an attitude. And when I, what I mean by attitude is just, you know, sometimes I'm just not nice, um, especially with people that I love and it's not intentional to that person. It just could be that, you know, I, I want so much for them that I become frustrated. And instead of, you know, maybe delivering this in a, a nicer way, you know, it just come out raw. And I've had to work really hard to govern my mouth, govern my tongue and, you know, to be nicer you know, I'm overall a nice person, but I, I have to be more mindful of how I deliver stuff um, with my tone. And that is a, and, and what's crazy with that, when you've, when you've been doing something your whole entire life and now it's become a habit for you to just be this person and you feel like, you know, I'm 34. I feel like in 34 years, the 34 years of my life, this kind of person that I've been, and now I'm trying to rewrite and unlearn and restructure myself to be a better version. And it's actually really, 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 really hard um, to do that I have to constantly work on or constantly, you know, um, if I, if I do have tone or if I've done something that might not be the nicest thing, like I have to always kind of be mindful and go back and apologize if I have to and own my behavior because there's something that I really want to work on. Um, I definitely think I'm much nicer now. You know, I'm, I'm, I probably have a lot more patience, but I also think that's, you know, uh, because I've set up so many boundaries with people to where if I feel myself getting frustrated because of all of your problems that you're dumping on me, I have the ability now to say, hey, look, you know, I am unwilling. I don't have the mental capacity for you. And if you say it in a nice way, nobody can blame you if you're saying if you're saying to them, you just don't. You don't have the, you don't have the capacity to deal with their stuff because you have your own stuff going on. So what can somebody say to you? They can get mad at you that you're saying that you, you can't, you can't do it because if you can't, you can't. And I will be, I will lose my patience because I was allowing myself to be a dumping ground to everybody's problems. So then everybody has a breaking point where they're just like, yo, get your shit together. And then now you're, you know, now your delivery is all out of whack and and it can be hurtful. And that's the last thing that I want to do because I pride myself on being a good partner and a good friend. And, you know, that's what I, and that's what I, and a good daughter, you know, everything else. And so that's what I want to be. And, you know, I, I work on that every day. So when you, um, so when you think about things that you have with yourself, um, things that you might want to work on. Or feedback that somebody might be giving you because more than likely there's somebody out there that is telling you something and you need to listen. I remember when 
Um, like my little sister is actually, um, my best friend and I rem and we, we've been, I mean, we've always been close, but we had these few years where we kind of dipped and I was stressed out. I was in college and I was dealing with my own stuff and, you know, she had her life going on and I can honestly say that I probably was not the nicest to her. I know I wasn't. And so when she would call me or she was wanting to talk because I had my own stuff going on that I wasn't communicating about, you know, I, I had tone. I wasn't always nice. And one day she told me, you know, Mika, when you talk to me this way or you have an attitude, you know, it hurts my feelings and it makes me not want to talk to you. And I didn't sit and go on a defense and say, oh my God, what you mean? You know, for me, for my sister to tell me that, um, that means that it was true, you know, and two, I definitely needed to work on that because my relationship with her is important and she's important to me, you know? And I think sometimes where we always mess up and where people don't change is because people don't want to hear any kind of criticism from somebody else. And it takes a lot for somebody to tell you, you know, when you did this, it hurt me. I don't like it. You need to work on it. And you, you have to own it. And I did. And now, you know, we talk all day, you know, FaceTime, phone, text. It's probably crazy, but we do. And, um, and she's my best friend and I love her to death. And so, if, but if she would have never, if she would have never told me how I made her feel, I, I would have never had any, any basis to work on our relationship. And I'm always going to be grateful for that because she gave me an opportunity to change. And I did change the narrative with our relationship. And it's, it's like a hundred times better. The fifth point is fall in love with yourself by working on your self-trust. I'm going to read some of the points that they have here. To be able to fully love yourself, you have to know that you can trust yourself. You can increase self-trust by doing the following. Remember past instances when you've come through for yourself. Have retrievable memories of experiences where you are able to rely on yourself to handle a difficult situation. Keep your promises to yourself. I think that is so important. When you set a goal, follow through with it. Trust your own judgment. When you have a decision to make, you can ask others for their input. However, at the end of the day, do what you think is right, even if it goes against what others think you should do. Stop arguing against yourself. Stop highlighting your flaws and limitations. Stop selling yourself short. Bet on yourself. Back your own plan. I thought this point was really good. I think that's something that a lot of us uh, struggle with as well. It's another point that I think that, you know, we probably aren't cognizant of that we're doing. Um, we sec I, I used to second guess myself all the time. Now I'm, I'm pretty solid in my thinking. But, you know, when I set a goal, I usually accomplish everything that I, you know, set out to do. Um, but, you know, you everybody has an inner voice or everybody has doubt. I have doubt all the time where I feel like I don't know or I'm nervous but you know, you have to just force yourself and hold yourself accountable. And that's the best way to kind of navigate through that point. The next point, number six is take yourself out on a date. Now, <laughs> I actually had a conversation with one of my friends and her therapist had advised to her to take herself out on dates. And, you know, I thought that was really cool because a lot of people can't do it. I don't care. You know, I can go out to eat by myself. I can go to move by myself. It really doesn't bother me. And I know sometimes like even with my partner, I'm like, well, I'm, uh, we live near a lot of restaurants. And so, um, if they're like unavailable, I'm like, well, I'm gonna walk down and sit at the bar 
and I'll, I'll eat at the bar and have me a beer or something and walk on back to the house by myself all the time. And, you know, they're always like, well, I don't want you to eat by yourself. Well, I don't want you to be by yourself. But sometimes being alone with yourself and your thoughts is okay. And it doesn't bother me to be by myself. I go to the pool by myself. I bring my book, pack my bag, pack my cooler. I go sit out there by myself and it doesn't bother me at all. When I first moved by myself um, a few years ago, after a breakup, I hadn't lived by myself. And I think that was my first time having a place by myself. Um, I was in my 20s. And it was the most scariest moment for me. And, and just, I mean, I used to sit in the house and just cry. Just because it, I, 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 I didn't know what it felt like to just be in my thoughts in that space. And when you're in, when you're in silence and you're alone, you have a lot of time to think about yourself or think about, you know, what you need to improve on or what you could have done better or what you can be doing better. And it's kind of the same with with your dates because you're, you know, you're spending time with yourself and you're, and you're in great company because you're, you're in the company of yourself and it allows you to um, actually think about some of the things that may be important to you that you might not have made time to think about. And as humans, we always, we don't think about the fact that we don't make time for ourselves. All of us are victim of that, especially when you have children and you have work. You know, I can be someone of a workaholic sometimes. So I have to pull myself back because I can work all day. You know, I can work every day on the weekend and I have to pull myself back to give myself more time for myself. And so, you know, even if you're in a relationship, it's nothing wrong with giving yourself time for yourself. You know, I sit in the house and I live, I live with my partner and, you know, we have, um, like I have my office space and we have the living room, we have different rooms and, you know, it's some days that, um, they're in one room, I'm in another room, you know, and then we come back together later and it's completely fine. It's great because sometimes you want space to yourself and there's nothing wrong with it. I think sometimes couples get lost in themselves sometimes and you know get offended and I've never been offended if they wanted time for themselves because I know that a long time with yourself is important I think more people should do it more often spend time with yourself whether it's pouring you some wine getting you a good little book curling up on a couch somewhere pouring you some wine you know Netflix and chill with yourself you know you don't always have to have somebody Um, I think if you break away from that and do more self-love and self-care you probably will be happier and honestly your relationship probably will be better because you might be a smother just something to think about just something to think about point number seven is treating yourself um i think a lot of people obviously spend time shopping for themselves and doing things like that so it could be in a form of gifts where you buy yourself a gift or it could be in the sense of pampering yourself i think people should do that more often and actually make time for it you know get your nails done get your eyebrows done you know get a massage whatever is is your happy place or that that you like I think for me I love getting my hair done I hate sitting at the dryer but I love getting my hair washed and and retwisted and knowing that I have some freshness going so for me like when I go spend that money it's money well spent because it's actually time for me to be with myself and you know my hair look good and I love it and I bring my book and I sit there you know for the hour an hour and a half that I'm there 
And, you know, that's kind of like my downtime, you know, while I'm at the hair, while I'm at the hair salon. So for me, like that's, that's my moment of pampering. Uh, you have some women, like my sister get massages all the time. So I think that's kind of her thing. And she also loves to get her, her nails done. Um, so, you know, pampering can be in a form of anything, but I think we all should spend more time making sure we do, do things for yourself and not just do for other people, but make sure that you're doing something for yourself. And when you buy yourself a gift, it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. Sometimes when I go and want to do something nice for myself, I might go say, go reserve a video game, which is $5. And for me, like that's exciting for me to be, you know, paying on a game that I'm expecting later in the year. Um, you know, or I will go buy a book. My book stack, which I'm going to post sooner or later, my book stack is crazy of just books for later, books for later, you know, when I get when I get through it. But my guilty pleasure is a, is a good book. So when I want to, you know, splurge in my check, it could just be me going to go buy a book. So it's just something to think about and whatever uh, is your fixes. Um, just don't forget yourself because we can do that, especially when you have kids Sometimes we forget uh, uh, about ourselves a lot and put our kids before everything, but you still got to do self-care, you know, in some kind of way. Point number eight is develop positive habits. Positive habits could be, you know, drinking more water, exercising more, eating more vegetables, getting the proper amount of sleep, you know, just making sure that you're doing things that will make yourself feel good and your body feel good. So that was actually a a quick little point there. Point number nine is listen to yourself. Uh, It's kind of, to me, it piggybacks on another point from earlier, but um, just to read some of the points, it says, we tend to be so outwardly focused, listening to other people, watching the news, reading, and so on, that a lot of time we fail to stop and turn inward. That is, we fail to listen to ourselves. Yet one of the best ways to make ourselves feel loved is to listen to what we have to say. So, you know, basically, you know, build a better relationship with yourself, trust yourself, you know, shoot your shot on yourself. That's basically what it's saying. I like that point a lot. The last point is point number 10, ask yourself what you need. I really enjoyed this point because they actually gave a few questions um, to ask yourself. So I'm going to read a few, but it says, what do I need right now? Do I need some alone time? Do I need a creative outlet? Do I need to explore different career opportunities? Do I need to simplify? Do I need to have more fun? Um, It's more questions there, but I love this one because I think when you're intentional about um, trying to love yourself more or finding you're happy, you have to ask yourself those questions. And then you have to also um, figure out the answer of how you're going to get there, you know, a plan. And um, I was talking to my brother-in-law, uh, probably a few months ago where, you know, we talk about things like this as far as like happiness and, you know, self-love. And, you know, I told him, I'm like, you know, you should think about building a hobby for yourself because a creative outlet is good for anybody. I'm talking to you right now on this podcast, you know, which is a creative outlet, you know, going to work out could be your outlet. You know, I run and I enjoy running. I'm not the greatest runner in the world, but it makes me feel good. And when I go and I run longer distances, five, six, seven miles, I feel accomplished. You know, I feel healthier and I feel like I'm doing a, a good service to my body. Um, and a lot of times people don't know what they might be good at, but you never know until you try different things. 
But asking yourself what you need is very important and trying to get that. And it's also important in a relationship too. And I think that, you know, even though this is about yourself, but I think you can tie that with a relationship too. Because those questions that you can ask yourself, you should be asking yourself, if you're in a relationship, you should be asking that about the relationship too. Um, because we tend, sometimes you can get in a routine, a life routine, where you get up, go to work, you do the same thing every day. You forget to think about some of the things that may be important or what is important to you. So, um, but I love that article. Uh I felt like it was important enough for me to share and kind of talk about today. Um, that's really all I wanted to, to touch on. But I think the main points of the day is that, you know, spend time with yourself, spend time trying to love yourself. I promise you when you sit and you actually think about some of the things that you want to do for yourself or how you can make yourself better, you will probably be happier in life. I'm the most happiest right now in life because I finally at 34 years old actually know myself and I cannot say that I've always known myself and I cannot say that I was always happy and I cannot say that I've always done the taking the best care of myself you know I've been a work in progress for years and um you know it's just good that now I have some clarity on things that I can work on things I want to work on places I want to be and think and, and who I aspire to be you know I aspire to be um a good person every day and you know <laughs> as easy as it sounds is not very easy because you know you can you can hurt people you can do things to people and you don't even realize you're doing it and so you know we always think that we're a good person but good a good person can mean a lot of things you know and so for me that is a that's a work in progress every single day and I strive for that and you know I'm just so grateful for having clarity and I want everybody to feel that way and that was you know that's one of the reasons why I'm here talking about it um, because it's such a great feeling when you have that lightness and, you know, I'm very thankful for God for that. And I'm very thankful for, you know, um, just that coming to being my reality right now, to be completely honest. Um, every day is a work in progress, but we're still here. You're still listening to me. I'm very thankful, but that concludes the day. But just to let you know, some upcoming things that I have going on, I actually have, uh, I think three interviews set up. Um, so those are soon to come. And I'm really excited about them. I think it's going to actually be really cool to have somebody else on the mic with me, you know, and uh, having a, and those are going to be some good discussions, but um, keep listening, keep following, you know, give me feedback uh, and I can take anything and, you know, I'm very grateful for you listening and I plan to post every Monday. I didn't say that last time, but these episodes will drop every Monday, so they should be pretty consistent. You can find me on iTunes. You can find me on Spotify. It's just my thoughts, the podcast. Uh, This is Mika and I appreciate you.